your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 210 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. And there's no way to sugarcoat this one, guys. This is going to be a tough episode because all of us, as Ranger fans, now know that Henrik Lundqvist has indeed played his last game with the New York Rangers. And it's funny because I feel like all of us basically knew that this was coming, and yet it's still very jarring uh, when it actually happens. And for anyone who you know, hasn't been on social media or didn't happen to see it last night. Word broke last night that the Rangers were indeed going to officially buy out Henrik Lundqvist on today, Wednesday. There were multiple reports last night that said, yes, this is happening. And indeed, the buyout has officially gone through here today on Wednesday morning. Henrik Lundqvist, no longer a New York Ranger. And even as I said that, man, it just hit me all over again. I mean, this really is crazy. You just get so used to having Henrik Lundqvist be the backbone of this franchise for 15 years now. I mean, it's just crazy. The guy was taken in the seventh round and just went on to have a legendary NHL career, giving this team, this fan base, far more than we ever could have asked for when he was the 205th overall pick in the 2000 NHL draft 20 years ago. It's equally crazy that there were 21 goalies taken ahead of him in that draft. And at some point, not today, but at some point we'll do an episode uh, for Henrik Lundqvist where we take a look at the other 20 goalies that were drafted, excuse me, the other 21 goalies that were drafted ahead of him and just kind of break down what kind of careers they had. It'll be a lot of fun to kind of compare and contrast Henrik Lundqvist to all these goalies that were taken in front of him because I don't think there's a single one that can possibly hold a candle to Henrik Lundqvist. There's some that had some decent NHL careers, but yeah, Lundqvist, he's the legend of the group, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. You know, we're going to see a lot of uh, articles and video highlights that show things like Henrik Lundqvist's top 10 performance and talk about his top 10 greatest saves ever and his top 10 clutch moments, whatever it might be. So we're going to get into that stuff on here too, but I think that'd be a fun episode to do uh, where we just take a look at all the goalies that were drafted ahead of Henrik Lundqvist and just kind of compare and contrast them. But, you know, as for Lundqvist being bought out, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, first of all, you know, it's really unfortunate that it has to end this way for Henrik Lundqvist and the Rangers, but I can't kill the Rangers for doing this. They clearly seem to think that they have their next franchise goalie in Igor Shesterkin, and Alex Georgiev could definitely be back in the fold next year as well. We'll see what happens with Alex Georgiev. He is a restricted free agent, but the Rangers are moving in a different direction, and it just would not make any sense for them to carry three goalies into this upcoming season. I mean, I know they did that for the second half of this past season, but circumstances kind of dictated that that's what they had to do because Igor Shesterkin basically forced their hand with his stellar play at the AHL, they had to call him up to the Rangers. He did great for them in 12 regular season games and the one playoff game, small sample size, but he looks like he's the real deal there. And the Rangers had no choice. They just had to move forward with three goalies and just try to make the best of it. But let's be honest, it was a little bit of a mess at times. And I think really it's kind of a case study and the perfect example of why NHL teams simply do not carry three goaltenders. There's not enough playing time to distribute to keep all three guys happy and keep all three guys sharp. You're going to have one of them out of the lineup 
every game as a healthy scratch, and all three of those guys deserve better than that. Lundqvist, Georgiev, Shesterkin, they're all better than being healthy scratches, but that's just the fact of the matter of the situation that they were carrying three goalies. You can only dress two, so that's what they did. And they did tell Henrik Lundqvist coming into the season and made it known publicly that they were not going to do the same thing for this next season. So really, it just came down to Lundqvist or Georgiev it really did start to feel pretty inevitable that Lundqvist was going to be bought out. And again, I do think he deserved a better ending than this. On a recent episode, I talked about how bout is just such an ugly word, especially when you're talking about a shoe-in Hall of Famer and just a franchise legend such as Henrik Lundqvist. You really don't want it to end this way. But the cold hard truth is that very, very few athletes get that true storybook ending to their career, where they get to go out on their own terms, winning a championship and everything is just perfect. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, the Rangers, from a business side, with the buyout, the cap hit now drops from $8.5 million to $5.5 million, although this buyout also gives them a $1.5 million cap penalty for 2021-2022. So really, it's a net savings of only $1.5 million, but I still understand why the Rangers did it because, again, they're getting uh, $3 million in salary cap relief this season, and that could be the difference between re-signing one of your own free agents who you'd really like to keep in the fold for next season and seasons beyond and or bring in a free agent from somewhere else around the league. I mean, it does make a difference that can uh, have an impact on the Rangers going forward, that extra $3 million that they now have at their disposal. But beyond the financial ramifications, I just don't think that the Rangers really saw any purpose in bringing back Henrik Lundqvist for one more season, because that would mean parting ways with Georgiev, which it sounds like they'd really want to hang on to him. I mean, I don't think it's as big a deal to hang on to Georgiev as a lot of other people seem to. I think with your backup goalie situation, you can fill that with just a steady veteran from around the league, somebody that you want to keep at a relatively low cost. We'll see what kind of contract Alex Georgiev gets from the Rangers if they do indeed bring him back. But really, beyond the savings that the Rangers are getting here, it just doesn't really make any sense from a hockey perspective for the Rangers to bring him back next season, especially when you saw what Igor Shesterkin did. And again, they seem to be pretty high on Alex Georgiev. So where does Henrik Lundqvist fit in? It just wouldn't make any sense to keep him in the fold for next season when inevitably he's going to be off the team after next season anyway. And again, the Rangers have two goalies that they like better than Henrik Lundqvist at this point, and you can't fault them for that. They're both uh, far younger. Igor Shesterkin looks like he's going to be the franchise goalie. Alex Georgiev, there's some upside there as well. And Lundqvist is just the odd man out. It really is just that simple. And again, it's unfortunate to see this end in a buyout. He definitely deserved better, but all the best to Henrik Lundqvist. You know, I really hope that he can catch on with another team, hopefully a team that could be a Stanley Cup contender uh, next season. And maybe, just maybe, whether it's as a backup or part of a timeshare, uh, maybe the team that he goes to goes on a crazy Stanley Cup playoff run and Henrik Lundqvist gets to do the only thing that he has not done in his story in NHL career, and that is lift the Stanley Cup. I know, you know, going on social media, there's a lot of people who seem pretty bummed out by the idea of Henrik Lundqvist wearing another team's jersey. It doesn't really bother me that much because, again, I would love to see him win a Stanley Cup. It will bother me if he goes to a team like the Islanders or the Bruins, the Flyers, all the usual suspect, all the Rangers, you know, big-time rivals. But if he goes to a Western Conference team and is the backup for a big-time goalie on a team like the Blues or the Avalanche or whoever it might be, I can't really get that upset about it because that would be kind of selfish of me, wouldn't it? Because he's got a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Again, it's the only thing he hasn't done, and I realize it would be kind of bittersweet seeing him do that somewhere else. It would be bittersweet seeing him do that likely as a backup goalie, but a Stanley Cup is a Stanley Cup. Your name still goes on that beautiful trophy, and you go down in history as a Stanley Cup champion, and nobody can ever take that away from you. So it would be kind of weird, but I can't 
fault Henrik Lundqvist if he wants to continue his playing career. And by all accounts, it sounds like he indeed does want to do that. We'll see what kind of market develops for Henrik Lundqvist. There's a lot of moving pieces this season because there's a decent amount of free agent goalies. There's a lot of other goalies that could be available in a trade. So we will see what happens there. But I do think Henrik Lundqvist uh, will catch on with another team. It sounds like he wants to be a starting goalie. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't think there are that many franchises in the NHL right now who are going to pick up Henrik Lundqvist in free agency and simply anoint him as the starting goalie. I think it's a situation where in a best case scenario for Lundqvist, assuming he wants as much playing time as he possibly can get. I think best case, he's probably going to have to compete for the starting job. He might be in something of a little bit of a timeshare. He might ultimately just have to settle for being a backup goalie if he wants to continue his playing career. So we will see what happens there. Uh, again, it's a really tough day for Ranger fans because yes, Henrik Lundqvist's game had been declining in recent seasons, but the guy is an absolute legend. I mean, we can go over his career stats here. I feel like we're just scratching the surface with everything we're going to talk about today. There's so much to get through, and we're going to definitely do a couple more Henrik Lundqvist episodes in the uh, days and weeks to come. But just to go over his ridiculous career stats here, we might as well do that right now, coming up in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is sponsored by Ryan Holiday Book. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea, you control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. You've got 887 regular season games. We're going to do his regular season stats first. 887 games, 495 wins, 310 losses, 96 overtime losses. He played, get this, 51,816 minutes of hockey for the New York Rangers. That's about 38 days. So uh, he had a goals against average of 2.43 and a save percentage of 918 and 64 shutouts. I love that last stat. Just a remarkable stat. Getting toward an entire season's worth of shutouts there. Uh, 64 for his career, just crazy. And then in the playoffs, 130 more games, which is basically a season and a half more worth of hockey games played for this franchise. Uh, 61 and 67 record, a goals against average of 2.30, a save percentage of 921. So both of those stats, the last two, were even better than his career regular season numbers and another 10 shutouts in the postseason. He was nominated for the Vesna five times. He won the Vesna in 2012. And I love this stat. He finished in the top six in Vesna voting for 10 years in a row. And think about how goalies kind of come and go. You know, the best goalies in the NHL five years ago are really not doing so hot now. If you look back that far, I mean, you've got guys like Jonathan Quick. You've got guys like Henrik Lundqvist himself. You've got guys like Sergei Bobrovsky. He had a rough season this past year. Pekka Rene, Braden Holtby. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And so for Henrik Lundqvist to be that consistently outstanding for a decade straight where he was one of the top six goalies in the Vesna voting, which obviously goes to the best goalie in the league. That's tremendously impressive. The elite goalies really kind of come and go in this league, but Henrik Lundqvist was always there, man. He was always one of the absolute best uh, these past, you know, two or three seasons, notwithstanding. He was also a nine-time New York Ranger MVP, and he was sixth all-time in wins by a goalie, an Olympic gold medalist. Not too shabby for a guy who was a seventh-round draft pick 20 seasons ago and a guy who went number 205 overall in the NHL draft. And I think one of my favorite aspects of having Henrik Lundqvist, you know, for all these years and having a goalie of his caliber was that 
there was always just this prevailing thought of, it's all right, Lundqvist is here. We've got Hank. He, our goalie is better than your goalie. Uh, this was true fairly early in his run as a New York Ranger. It didn't take too long for us all to realize that he was going to be special for this team. Uh, his first six seasons with the Rangers, the team made the playoffs five times. However, they never quite got past the second round of the playoffs. It wasn't due to Lundqvist, though. He was basically the only reason why they made the playoffs in several of those seasons. I can remember one year, I swear, Jed Ortmeier was on the Rangers' top line. So it was a little bit bleak. You know, the Rangers, they just didn't have a whole lot. They had a fantastic goalie and not a whole lot else. He played very well in the playoffs during those years, but the Rangers just didn't have a good enough team around him to ever really be considered that big of a threat at that time. And there's all this talk about how, oh, well, you know, Henrik Lundqvist never won a cup. It's the one big thing missing on his resume. And that's true. But you got to remember, there were seasons where the Rangers, they don't even get into the playoffs without Henrik Lundqvist. And there were seasons where they probably don't go on these really deep playoff runs without Henrik Lundqvist between the pipes. He was the driving force behind all those teams that made it to the Eastern Conference Finals or farther. And if you don't believe me, go back and watch some highlights from those games. And the Rangers... By the time that, you know, Elaine Vigneault was the coach, they started to put a better team around him. You know, there were guys brought in like Rick Nash, Matt Zuccarello had come into his own, Chris Kreider was an emerging superstar, Derek Stepan was solid as a rock. They had better defensemen, guys like Mark Stahl, Dan Girardi, Ryan McDonough, Anton Strawman. There was just a better supporting cast for Henrik Lundqvist, and you saw that manifest itself in the fact that the Rangers were going deeper into the playoffs. They just had a better team, and it felt like, you know, this was finally going to happen. The Rangers were going to win a Stanley Cup for the first time since 1994. Henrik Lundqvist is going to get his cup. They have a strong enough team to make this happen. Unfortunately, winning a Stanley Cup is damn hard to do, and uh, we saw that with some of those Ranger teams because three times in four years, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals or deeper, and in 2014, of course, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, and unfortunately, it just never quite happened. It, it's just a bummer to think about now how close that team got, not just for Henrik Lundqvist, but for all the players on that team. But, yeah, I mean, they had a window there of about four, maybe five years where they really looked like they could be a championship hockey team. And, unfortunately, like I said, winning the Stanley Cup is very hard to do. Rangers just never quite able to make it happen around Henrik Lundqvist. But I think it was through no fault of Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, he was fantastic in the playoffs pretty much every season that he was there. Uh, it just never quite happened for this team. I wanted to go ahead and read a couple of comments from Henrik Lundqvist himself. He's been posting on Twitter pretty much all morning and into the early afternoon here. Uh, this one comes from Hank. Thank you for everything. 15 years ago, I played my first game for the New York Rangers. I came here with high hopes and big dreams, but in my wildest imagination, I could never have pictured the amazing ride that lay ahead. And then he also said, Representing this organization has been the biggest source of pride and joy in my life. I'm so grateful for the opportunity, for the friendships, and for all the great memories created wearing the red, white, and blue. I will always cherish my time as a Ranger. And then this was really cool as well. Henrik uh, posted a collage of pictures on Twitter of him along with all of his, or some of his favorite teammates ever. And this was the tweet that accompanied it. Thinking of all the great teammates I got to play with as a Ranger, so many good players, fun characters, great people that made the past 15 years such a blast. Thanks, guys. And as far as the pictures that he posted, I mean, you guys can check it out for yourself. Henrik Lundqvist is on Twitter. You can find him pretty easily. But again, it, it's a montage of pictures. There's guys like Matty Zuccarello, uh, Chris Drury, Mark Stahl. Uh, there's a really cool picture of Lundqvist on the ice with Stahl, Girardi, and Brad Richards when those three were all alternate captains. There's one with Derek Stepan. There's one with Yaramir Yager. Uh, Michael Nylander's there. Dominic Moore. Just very, very cool stuff there. Uh, seeing Henrik Lundqvist kind of uh, reflect on his career as a Ranger and some of the favorite teammates that he's ever had. 
Lundqvist also gave a special shout-out to Benoit Allaire, who has been with the Rangers since July of 2004. So he's actually been there even longer than Lundqvist. But regardless, Henrik Lundqvist again gave a special shout-out to Allaire, saying... No team at this level will ever function without a great support system from its staff. You guys make it work every day, and I'll miss all of you. An extra big thank you to my mentor and coach for the past 15 years, Benoit Allaire. You made it fun every day. And as I'm recording this, Lundqvist has actually fired out another tweet, a picture of him celebrating some victories at Madison Square Garden. And this is what he had to say. It's directed to the fans, really. Playing for a franchise with such passionate and committed fans makes all the work you put in worth it. Winning at the Garden always gave me so much energy, joy, and satisfaction. Thank you for all your love and support, Ranger fans. I will never forget you. That is just awesome. Uh, it's, man, I mean, it's it's tough saying goodbye to this guy, man. I mean, I know that a lot of us knew this was coming. I know I've said that a couple of times already today, but it doesn't make it any less jarring when it actually happens. I mean, it becomes all the more real with every tweet that Henrik Lundqvist is sending out and all these other tweets from some of his teammates and some of his fans, uh, people that just adore the guy and uh, just really respect what he did on the ice. It is a killer that this guy never won a Stanley Cup. He definitely deserved better. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's tough to say goodbye to this guy. One of the absolute best to ever do it. And we are truly entering a new era of Rangers hockey. I know that when the rebuild was first announced, you know, they approached Henrik Lundqvist and asked him if, you know, he would be open to a trade, waiving his no-move clause, if he'd like to go somewhere else, since the Rangers are basically starting from scratch. And he wanted to stick with the Rangers, and he stuck it out with his team for as long as he possibly could before being bought out this offseason. I get the feeling if the Rangers hadn't bought him out, he would have 100% come back next season. I just think he loves being a New York Ranger, loves playing in New York, loves playing at Madison Square Garden, truly loves the fans, loves his teammates. He would have stayed with the Rangers if he had his way. I truly do believe that. Uh, but now that he's no longer a Ranger, God, it just it's crazy just saying that. It really is. Henrik Lundqvist, no longer a New York Ranger. Wow. But yeah, he's going to have his choice as far as where he wants to go. He can negotiate with any of the teams that are interested in him. And again, uh, I can't wish anything but the best to Henrik Lundqvist here. A couple other fun facts I wanted to read about Henrik Lundqvist here, just to give you an idea of how long he's been with the New York Rangers and how long he's been the backbone of this team. So after Hank's first career NHL victory, you will never in a million years guess who the first player was to skate over to him and congratulate him for the win. I'll give you a second to think about it. You're not going to get this. I wasn't going to get this. I don't think anybody can get this unless you just happen to know it for a fact and you just or you just have a ridiculous memory. I don't know what it would be, but it was Darius Kasparaitis was the first player over to Henrik Lundqvist to congratulate him on his first career win. Here's some other crazy fun facts about the last time Henrik Lundqvist was not in the Rangers organization. This is provided by Adam Herman on Twitter, who covers the Rangers with blue shirt banter. Survivor had yet to make its TV debut. The top song in the U.S. was Be With You by Enrique Iglesias. Gladiator was in theaters, and Philip Heedle was nine months old. So, pretty wild stuff right there. It seems like an entire lifetime ago, doesn't it? It seems like this, all those things happen in a different universe. But uh, getting back to the Twitter talk, you know, as far as players saying goodbye to Henrik Lundqvist, Tony D'Angelo tweeted out, Thanks, Hall of Fame goalie and great guy. Anytime you talk about the Rangers, you think of Hank. Best goalie in Ranger history, hashtag Henry. And then this comes from Adam Fox. He's talking about Mark Stahl and Henrik Lundqvist here. Grew up watching these guys show what it meant to be a New York Ranger. Was an honor to get to play with them and see what great leaders they were for our team. Going to miss seeing Mark and Hank at the rink, hashtag legends. And then this comes to us from John Davidson. This is not on Twitter, but this is a statement that was released. 
We would like to thank Henrik for his immeasurable contributions to the New York Rangers. From the time I met Henrik when he first came to New York in 2005, he has been the consummate professional. His tireless work ethic, passion for the game, and love of the Rangers and New York City enabled him to become one of the greatest goaltenders in hockey and one of the best players in the history of our franchise. We all wish Henrik and his family the best going forward. And then this comes straight from the Ranger Twitter account. There are many stars in this league. There are few icons. Number 30 from Air Sweden, Henrik Lundqvist. You always have been and always will be a Ranger. One last thing that I thought we could do here before we wrap up for the day is to try to take a look around the NHL and try to come up with some possible landing spots for Henrik Lundqvist, assuming that he does not want to retire and would like to continue his NHL career elsewhere. That's really going to be his only option if he wants to keep playing. And I've written down a couple of teams that I think could make sense as a potential landing spot for Henrik Lundqvist. I'm going to start with the Colorado Avalanche, just because this is a team that always seems to come up as far as a possible destination for Hank. Although I got to say, looking at it, it doesn't, I'm not as sold on it as a lot of other people seem to be as a place that really makes a lot of sense for Henrik Lundqvist. Uh, It looks good on paper because Colorado Avalanche, a young, exciting team, a team that is expected to contend for the Stanley Cup for the next couple of seasons at least. Uh, In fact, there were some betting odds release for the Stanley Cup champion next season, and Colorado Avalanche was at the top of the list. So it'd be nice to think that Henrik Lundqvist could go there and perhaps have a chance to win the Stanley Cup that has thus far eluded him. But if you look at Colorado's goaltending situation, you've got Philip Grubauer and Pavel Frankos, who are each still under contract. They both had uh, pretty solid seasons for the Avalanche. I know that both of them occasionally have struggled with injuries, but Grubauer only making $3.33 million per year, Frankos making just $2 million a year. So I'm not really sure how Henrik Lundqvist would fit in there unless if you're the Avalanche maybe you would trade Pavel Frankos somewhere else but I mean is that even an upgrade at this point is Henrik Lundqvist really any better uh, than Pavel Frankos I'm not so sure that he is Frankos frankly might be better than Lundqvist at this point so I don't know I mean I would love to see him go there because it would give him a good a chance as any of winning the Stanley Cup I just don't know that that really makes a lot of sense from Colorado's perspective but they're at least an option and uh, again a team that their name kind of comes up whenever you hear about Henrik Lundqvist perhaps going somewhere else. Uh, Another team, I hesitate to even say this, don't get mad at me, but I'm going to float out the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, hear me out. First of all, Carter Hart is obviously there for the Flyers. He's the guy that looks like might be their franchise goalie going forward. Certainly the Flyers hope that that's the case, but Brian Elliott was the backup to Carter Hart this past season, and he is an unrestricted free agent. So if Elliott moves on and Philly is in the market for a backup goalie, then maybe Henrik Lundqvist could make some sense. You could kind of bring him in as a little bit of a mentor for Carter Hart and somebody who could step in there and uh, give you a good game every once in a while if you need him to do so. The other reason, if I'm connecting all the dots here, uh, Elaine Vigneault obviously is the Flyers coach, and... Lundqvist had some of his best years under AV. The Rangers uh, had some outstanding playoff runs under AV, and obviously Henrik Lundqvist kind of steering the ship there. So obviously there's a ton of familiarity there. Kevin Hayes is also with the Flyers. I don't know how important that is to Henrik Lundqvist uh, going to a place where he's familiar. He at least knows a couple of the players on the team, former teammates, whatever it might be. But obviously there's uh, there's a history there between Lundqvist and Vigneault and Kevin Hayes. So maybe the Flyers could make a little bit of sense as well. Another one is the St. Louis Blues, and you'll notice a theme here that these are all teams that were contenders this past season, because I don't know, if you're Henrik Lundqvist, I don't think it would really make sense to go to a team that isn't really going to be in Stanley Cup 
contention next season because if you're Lundqvist, I don't know what else there is left to do other than to win the Stanley Cup. And so for me, the teams that make sense are the teams that are coming off of strong seasons and looking for more depth at goalie. They wouldn't necessarily look at Henrik Lundqvist as the starter, somebody who's going to go out there and start 60, 65 games, but somebody who can be uh, hopefully a steady backup and uh, just kind of jump on with a contending team here. But St. Louis, you know, they've obviously got Jordan Bennington, and he struggled in the playoffs this year, but he won the Stanley Cup with the Blues at the age of just 21 two seasons ago. So Bennington's going to be the man for St. Louis for a couple of seasons going forward. But the Blues just traded Jake Allen to Montreal earlier this offseason. So that does open up a spot in their roster as far as the backup goalie situation is concerned. Uh, The idea behind the Blues trading Jake Allen was to create some cap space in their bid to re-sign Alex Pietrangelo. But whether the Blues re-sign him or not, they're going to need a backup goalie, and maybe Lundqvist is worth a look. If you're the Blues, you know you kind of have that similar dynamic where you've got the young starting goalie in Biddington and a veteran backup in Lundqvist rather than Allen next season. And for some reference, Allen has a $4.35 million cap hit this upcoming season, so the Blues would presumably want to sign Lundqvist for less than that. But if the Blues don't end up re-signing Peter Angelo, and really even if they do, then maybe they could see Lundqvist as a low-cost backup option. As far as contending teams where Henrik Lundqvist might actually have a chance to be the starting goalie next season, I don't think it's a great chance, but he would at least have a chance with this team, and that's the Calgary Flames. If you look at Calgary's goaltending situation, you've got former Ranger Cam Talbot, but he is an unrestricted free agent going into this offseason. We'll see if maybe they look to bring him back. I don't know, but Talbot was in a fairly even timeshare with David Riddick last season, and David Riddick is still under contract with the Flames, but obviously if Talbot walks, they'll need to bring in a second goalie, and maybe they could take a look at Henrik Lundqvist. It could be a situation where, just like they did last season, the Flames kind of employ a little bit of a timeshare if they go with a Riddick-Lundqvist combination. It would just be Riddick and Lundqvist rather than Riddick and Talbot, so it could make some sense, although, you know, Calgary You know, I think they fancy themselves as contenders, and I get the feeling that they may be looking to bring somebody in who they think could have a little bit more longevity with their franchise than Henrik Lundqvist would. Uh, Robin Leonard is coming off of a tremendous season, splitting time between the Blackhawks and the Golden Knights. Uh, If you're the Flames, maybe you take a look at Jacob Markstrom, maybe Braden Holpe if you think he can turn it around, which I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Braden Holpe's not that old, but for whatever reason, his game has just kind of fallen apart these last couple of seasons. Uh, Anton Hudobin is a free agent. We saw what he just did in the playoffs, so we'll see if the Dallas Stars look to bring him back. Uh, Corey Crawford's out there. Marc-Andre Fleury could be available in a trade if the Knights hang on to Robin Leonard. So that's another thing that's kind of working against Lundqvist this season, by the way, is that there are far more goalies available than in most seasons. But if the Flames can't get their hands on one of those goalies that I just mentioned, and if Cam Talbot walks in free agency, then maybe they bring in Henrik Lundqvist and you do a little bit of a timeshare with him and David Riddick next season. And then one last team that I wanted to toss out there is going to be the Washington Capitals. I get the feeling that Alex Ovechkin might be a big proponent of bringing in Henrik Lundqvist, and I don't know exactly how much pull Ovechkin has with what the organization does every offseason, but having competed against each other for 10-plus seasons, Lundqvist and Ovechkin, you got to figure there's a lot of respect between the two of them. Uh, They're always very gracious to each other at the end of a playoff series in the handshake line. Uh, They talk for, you know, a little bit longer than most players talk to each other when going through uh, the handshake line. And the Caps goalie situation is a little bit unsettled right now. You know, Braden Holpe, it looks like he could be on his way in free agency. Ilya Samsonov had a decent season for the Caps, and they do have Vitek Vanasek, who they took in the second round a few years ago. But if they want... Vanasek to get another year of seasoning under his belt in the AHL, and they want him to be the starting goalie at the AHL level, then maybe they leave him there, and at that point, maybe Hank is a good 
one-year stopgap for the Capitals, uh, he could back up Ilya Samsonov, uh, assuming that Braden Holpe is on his way in free agency. But these are just a couple of ideas. You know, we'll see what happens. I'll take an even longer look at this and maybe try to come up with a couple other teams where I think Henrik Lundqvist could be a fit because it sounds like he's not ready to hang up the skates just yet. He wants to continue his career. And again, you know, the only choice for him is going to be doing it with a team other than the New York Rangers. And, you know, guys, it's a bittersweet day. I mean, I think that's the best way I can describe it. It's really sad to see Henrik Lundqvist move on, but the time was probably right for this to happen. And rather than being sad that his time with the Rangers has come to an end, let's try to be happy about all the fantastic moments that he gave us, all these deep playoff runs, all the fantastic saves, uh, just a class act all the way. Can't say enough about, you know, Henrik Lundqvist, the person, as well as Henrik Lundqvist, the goaltender. And like a lot of people, you know, I know this episode was kind of all over a place. We kind of just jumped from one thing to another. But like a lot of people, I think uh, I'm kind of just all over the place right now as it pertains to Henrik Lundqvist leaving this team. Because again, even though we all kind of knew or started to feel like at least that this was kind of inevitable, it's still a total gut punch when it happens. Henrik Lundqvist is no longer a New York Ranger. It's hard to even say those words on here. And, uh, you know, when Henrik Lundqvist was in his prime, you almost kind of trick yourself into believing that it's always going to be like this. He's always going to be here, and he's always going to be one of the best three, four, five goalies in hockey. Now, deep down, of course, you know that's not true. Father time catches up to everybody. But that's how you start to think when you watch Henrik Lundqvist do what he does for 15 seasons with the Rangers. The guy was just a human cheat code in net for this team. And again, I know this episode kind of just jumped from one thing to the next, but it's really hard to pack 20 years worth of Henrik Lundqvist being with the New York Rangers franchise into just a 30-minute podcast episode. But we, of course, are not done. We've got plenty more to talk about as it pertains to Henrik Lundqvist, but this has just been a crazy week. You know, you think it's the offseason and things are going to slow down a little bit. And in this past week alone, we've had Mark Stahl traded to the Detroit Red Wings. We've had Jack Eichel trade rumors and rumors that the Rangers are interested in him. And now we get the buyout of Henrik Lundqvist, just a wild, wild week if you're a New York Ranger fan. Uh, I also wanted to mention we've got a special episode coming up. It's probably going to be a two-parter. A bunch of us locked on hosts got together via a Zoom call last night, and what we did was we did a mock draft for the first 10 picks in the 2020 NHL draft. We had you know the locked on hosts from the Senators, from the Kings, from the Red Wings, so on and so forth, and you know we all just kind of Talked some hockey and just went through the first 10 picks of the NHL draft, so that was a lot of fun. You guys could probably figure out who I took at number one overall, representing the New York Rangers. But we're going to have that coming for you guys in a couple of episodes here. And then tomorrow, we're doing a crossover episode with Nolan Bianchi of Locked On Red Wings to discuss the trade of Mark Stahl, kind of get the Detroit Red Wings perspective a little bit. Uh, whenever Henrik Lundqvist does sign with another team, I'm sure we'll do a crossover episode with the host of that team's podcast. But again, we're not done with Henrik Lundqvist. Like I was saying earlier, we are only scratching the surface here. Here's some other content that we're going to have coming for you guys in future episodes. We're going to take a look at his best season, which was 2011-2012, when he won the Vesna. We're going to also break down his record and his performance in win-or-go-home playoff games because I have not tallied this up just yet, but I get the feeling it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist is always at his best when the Rangers had their backs against the walls. We're also going to talk about the possibility of number 30 being retired. Spoiler alert, it will be retired. And, of course, we're going to look more at the business side of this and how it could affect the Rangers this offseason. We, we scratched the surface of that a little bit in this episode, but we're going to get a little bit more into it in more depth in a future episode. And we're also going to talk a little bit about his work with the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation because, again, he's just a class act on and off the ice. He's done a lot of great work with a lot of different charities and 
that probably deserves its own episode. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.